Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Today's guest is Ray Cherry, longtime friend. Go way back to the beginning of the 70s, starting up the card shows in the Dallas area that Gervis and I were involved. Again, Gervis did most of it, <laughs> but I really enjoyed those early days, and Ray was a part of that. So we get back into that. This was the dueling questions portion of our conversation, mostly pretty informal. He's a solid guy and just enjoyed how he's enjoying his retirement. So thanks, sponsors, Tops Panini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So you can see Ray is interested in football cards, but also baseball cards, mostly vintage, but has some other interests, trivia, again, all around good guy, and I hope you enjoy the conversation as we get into it. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Ray, and here it is. Let's talk about football cards. Balls near and dear to my heart. It's come on strong since we both got involved. You'd go to the early shows and you'd have to ask for football and they would say, oh yeah, I didn't bring it though because I didn't think anybody would want it. Right. They started showing up like in 76, 77, I think at the shows. And I never will forget, I was at a Houston show and the dealer had a 1958 Topps football set and it was in mint. I mean, it Jimmy it looked like it was brand new and he just wanted to sell it and get rid of it. And he sold that to me for $6. And I looked at him. He says, <laughs> he said, you think I'm kidding? You better take my offer. And I did. <laughs> I couldn't see anybody uh, doing that today. There, oh my goodness. There's I'm trying to think all the rookies in there. Johnny Unitas, it's not his rookie card, but no, he's but in just, there. Uh, just Jim Brown is worth yeah. more than, yeah. it's just pretty ridiculous. People erroneously think that everything that's good is already graded. I think uh-huh. there's a lot of stuff that's not graded from yeah. collectors that have complete sets put away. They're in nice condition. Whether they're 10s or 8s or 9s or 7s or 6s is not the issue. They're just well taken care of and put away. Uh-huh. And if you grade everything, number one, it's expensive. Number two, it takes up a lot of room. And I think you're in the same situation I'm in. I, I have more time as a retired guy, but <laughs> everybody gets the same amount of time. Everybody doesn't get the same amount of room, but it's just Graded cards take up a lot of room. Oh, yeah. You have a graded set of 58s, you get a hernia. That 58 Tops football set, I think they'd all be highly graded. We live in Dallas, and there's a lot of collecting activity in Houston. A lot of collectors there, a lot of collectors in Dallas. And they got started back in 73, 4, 5 at the same time. And there was a lot of resurgence around the country. But my sense is there's always been a premium for Dallas Cowboy cards. Yes. And not for Houston Oilers. And not for very many of the other teams, really, but especially in Dallas, any Dallas Cowboy cards sold at a premium. So did you have trouble with that when you were trying to complete your football sets? People were extorting you for the Cowboys you needed? Not really. Back like in 62, if you remember, there was a Tops and Post Serial and then a Flare. That was AFL. But no, some of those early Don Merediths were pricey. And then... By the time Roger Staubach came around, that was the end of my football sets at that time. So you're putting together sets. What's the worst condition that you would accept? If you needed a card or you were buying a group of cards, if they were very good condition, or is there some lower limit to what you would say? Oh, you know what, I, have a, buy? I have a 1962 Mickey Mantle, not the all-star card, but the main one. It's probably the lowest grade on anything I got, but the 57 set, some of them are good, very good. But would you set out to upgrade those to improve them or you just the one you got it? And you're- Once I got them, I still need a 
there's three cards I still don't have. It's the 57 Brooks Robinson. That was his rookie. Then the Pete Rose, 63, and the Tom Seaver, 57. Yeah. Those what was are, tough for football? What were the last cards you needed for football? Or are you still – Post serial, Sam Baker, the old kicker for the Cowboys. He was next to impossible. Yeah. And uh, those cards are kind of under – Appreciate it, don't you think? Those post serial from absolutely, the 60s? especially if you're looking for them to be nicely cut right. lines and all that. And they made millions of them, but millions of them went in the landfill in the dumpsters. Yeah, and the unpopular serials. Yeah, Sam Baker's one of the really tough ones. Was it Great Nuts? That Probably they, Great yeah. Nuts was the least popular serial one. Yeah. Are you complete? Yeah, I've got all those. I don't have the 63 baseball, but I have the 61 and 62 baseball and the 62 football. Those are really hard. So yeah. what other stuff was tough for football? Do you do any oddball stuff, or were you mainly just doing tops and Fleer? No, no, I had all the Fleer and the Philadelphia gum and all those uh, 48 exhibits, those black yeah. and white. Yeah, Those are hard to come by. And so you do uh, bigger cards, too, then? I have those. Now, the first bunch of those I got was from John Esch. He had them. John would, would travel. He was a tax attorney and a CPA combined. Yeah. He would go out of town on the business and he'd run an ad and people would come and sell to him there. I got my first batch of those from him way back there. And then Roger Newfelt, last I went to a show, one of these Dallas card shows are really taking off yep. here. Roger had a whole batch of those that I didn't have. I, mean, I hadn't added anything to that group in years and years, but I did well, a couple of months ago. Those signs are hard to find. Do you carry a notebook or do you, you have a spreadsheet or a, a want list or how do you maintain I, just by I, memory know what you need? I can do them by memory now. I learned early though, I was buying duplicates back in the day. I thought I could remember them. I come home and I say, oh boy, I already got five of them that I paid money for. Yeah. But now I, I don't need that many and I can pretty well remember. I've got that artwork of Mickey Mantle standing on the dugout steps at Yankee Stadium. I did it at his restaurant in New York. At the bottom, it says Mickey Mantle's, whatever, 54th Street, and whatever, but he signed it for me. But at your place, I think you have the original, do you not? I have the original painting. It's <laughs> signed by the artist, but it's, yeah. and I wanted it in a big Sotheby's auction or Christie's or one of those. That is unbelievable what you have. I get a lot of comments when I show this one here. And I say, you should see the real thing. <laughs> yeah. the original was the source for the menu or the, yeah. the placard there. And so people have seen it a lot, but to have it signed, yeah. it's very cool. Did you have many interactions with Mantle? Just the one day he signed it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've talked to his, see, I think David is still one of them that's still living. And I've talked to him over the years. I haven't, I've seen him from a distance at the Dallas Bar shows and stuff, but I didn't have hardly any interactions with Mickey Mantle. Never. That's the only time I ever got to meet him. Yeah. I didn't have much, but uh, these guys, they're super celebrities. They're just guarded. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to wear them out or anything. Some of the lesser stars, when I would help Bobby with the old timers game, they were a lot of fun. They would cut up with you and, you know, Tommy Davis and uh, Joe Garagiola and Johnny Logan, the old brave shortstop. They were all just a lot of fun. And Ina Slaughter, Harry the Hat Walker, they were a lot of good folks you look forward to seeing every year. They'd come, Bobby would get them back every year. <laughs> Lefty Gomez was a real character. Yeah. Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts on collecting jerseys? I hate to say, but collecting jerseys, it's too late. Yeah. Has left the station. If somebody would have collected jerseys four years ago, they would have been well rewarded with a nice collection. They would have paid reasonable prices. But now, it's just outrageous prices. Yeah. 
for superstars anyway, or meaningful uh, jerseys. Even though players in the old days, players had one or two jerseys a year. Now they have one a game, I think. So plenty of them out there, but the price is so accelerated. Like we're saying, the ticket stubs have gone up. Magazines and programs have gone up. Generally, if they're graded or if they're displayable like that. I think jerseys are cool, but some of these things get priced out of so many people's league that yeah. no longer becomes a collecting item you can really aspire to. You had to be doing it 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years ago, which you were. Uh-huh. But now, adding to your collection, if you had a bunch of jerseys, would just be like Luka Doncic or Tony Romo or Dak Prescott or any sport. Ticket stubs. Last year, I went to the Ranger game against the San Diego, and the San Diego pitcher pitched a no-hitter. And the Rangers aren't the only one. You have to use a ticket on your phone to get in the ball game. So you don't have a souvenir of the game. There was a no-hitter thrown. I have Nolan's no-hitter here and Nolan's 5,000 strikeout and Beltre's 3,000 hit. But I missed out on no-hitter. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be the new norm. That makes me wonder what people are going to think about ticket stubs when it's basically a 20th century artifact. Right. The kids growing up now are going to, what's a ticket stub? Why would you have a piece of paper? I go to all the TCU home games, and TCU gives you the option of getting printed tickets or phone tickets. I love that. Yes. I think several of the other ones do too, but I wanted the souvenir ticket to, to have. So how much of a college sports fan are you compared to pro? Oh, I'm really into TCU football and uh, TCU baseball. I'll watch the college games, but the only ones I go to are the Frogs games. And I hadn't missed many home games. I go to some of the road games. Sometimes when you go to these other colleges, it's the same way the NFL, the other team isn't as cordial. (laughs) And sometimes it's best just to go to the home games. But uh, (laughs) Otherwise, you get stuck in in the corner of the bleachers or something. Yes, yes. Great. Hobby and it's generational. What other things are you doing uh, positively to try to strongly encourage your four grandsons to get into collecting? Is, is well, it the weekend or about the cards or the memorabilia or what? Every Christmas, every one of them gets a top set. Okay. And then the two over here in Dallas, right around the corner, is a baseball card shop. It operates different from what I was used to. You know, behind you are all the cards. Well, they have all the new ones there. And boy, they go around and pick those and so forth. But then over the weekend, TCU always has a deal called Meet the Frogs. And they haven't had it last couple of years because of COVID. But they had it on Saturday and I took all four of them to that. A couple of them are Texas Longhorn fans. But once I got them there, they had a ball and all the TCU players and coaches couldn't have been nicer to them, made them feel welcome and friendly and cut up with them. And I try to take them to that. I'm going to take them to the Dallas Card Show Next time they have some autograph guests, and let them do that. Well, on Saturdays, Kyle has some decent guests. Are they mainly baseball fans or mainly football? Because I think Kyle's heavy on football. They're more baseball, but they like football. I think he has Bob Lilly coming again, and I want to get him there to meet him. And I think they have Joe Green, mean Joe Green, the next one. And they know their football, too, but they're all playing baseball. When you were doing the trip with Bobby Bragan, because I used to do a fair amount of trivia, and Rich Klein was way up there in the national rankings or whatever. And Eddie, we've talked about those, but did you do any homework to prepare? Oh yeah. When we did it on WBAP, it was more for fun. And they would call in and ask us. Yeah. Yeah. They'd ask us a question. If they stumped us, we'd ask them one back. If they answered ours, they'd win a prize. It was more for fun. 
Now, Brad Sham had a trivia tournament, and I was on that three or four years. And that was like a game show, and it was competition. You had to really get yourself all pumped up and ready to go on those. That was a game show. Yeah. <laughs> if they had hobby trivia, I used to be good with general sports trivia, but yeah. I just got so deep into the cards. I think I know enough about cards to be competitive, but sports, I just can't remember exactly what year somebody won the Heisman Trophy or went in the Hall of Fame or all the different teams that Ricky Henderson played for in order. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you can think back about your baseball cards and you come up with questions and to, piece it together. questions yeah. to ask. Well, that's how when people say, how old is some player? I can subtract from their rookie year within reason. And whether it's college or football player or Baseball is a little trickier. Depends on if they were in the minor leagues for very long or whatever. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, I'm retired from trivia. I think <laughs> <laughs> nobody I, does it anymore. You I, know, I, they don't do trivia on the radio anymore that I know of. Because you can cheat. You can. Oh just yeah, you can look at right up. Yeah. yeah. And frankly, people don't appreciate trivia that somebody has recall because it's so easy to get an instant answer from Google or a search engine. Right. But my guess is a lot of the trivia that you know and that I know, we lived it. Yeah. You have to look it up. We were there. We watched it when it happened or uh-huh. had some affinity for it because of that. So that's better to me. I hope the younger generation appreciates sports and collecting. Being a good example for them, like I'm sure you are, is great. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you, Ben. I enjoyed uh, it. I hope your retirement goes as well as mine has with a liberal dose of collecting <laughs> yes. uh, on whatever level you want to do, because it's a great pastime and I'm not stealing away from my family. I'm not stealing away from my work. I can spend <laughs> a little time on the hobby without any guilt. Jim, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks, Ray.